What up, East High? Hello, welcome back to the podcast, folks. What podcast, you ask? It is Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And my name is Tyler. And collectively, we're the amateur nerds, here to talk about High School Musical 2. And today, specifically, we are talking about Minute 11. Minute 11 starts out with Chad looking suspicious at Troy, who's on the phone, and ends with Sharpay and Ryan pulling around the little carport entrance to Lava Springs. Wow, yeah. Minutes kind of split into two parts. So we'll start with the first part, which is still Chad and the gang and Troy specifically talking on the phone in the kitchen of the Bolton household. Yeah. And Miss, uh, Mr. Bolton razzing Troy a little bit to the, the other boys, the other basketball boys. Yeah. Well, first off, Chad and Zeke and Jason are sitting around the counter, I guess standing around the counter, eating baby carrots and drinking milk. Like good, healthy boys. <laughs> That's not a particularly good flavor combination, though. No, it's not. Not at all. <laughs> I don't think we actually see any of them drinking the milk. Yeah, it's just there. The like the gallon is just out. And Jack Bolton also left the fridge wide open. Jack Bolton confirmed not to care about the environment. But it's a classic dad thing to always demand the fridge be shut. So like, who is this man and what have you done with my father? <laughs> <laughs> but he still pulls a dad move in that he's razzing his son. Yeah, so Chad says, ooh, he's really he's really working that phone with someone. And Jack says, well, it can't be Gabriella, because whenever she's on the phone, he just blushes. And they're like, ooh. And then Jack's don't like, tell don't him tell him I, him I said, said that. that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Troy gets off the phone, and he goes, yes. He's real excited. And he <laughs> hops back up on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone says, what? And he says, nothing. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Troy. You're a little liar. I get, again, he didn't just get off the phone with Gabriella. He doesn't need to be coy about yeah, like he can be like, oh, I just got a job. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. They've all been talking about how they're looking for jobs. They were literally just talking about it. <laughs> Did you notice when when Troy jumped up on the counter, he like pushed the milk back? Oh yeah. These are the nitty gritty details we talk about when we have a movies by minute podcast is the slight adjustment of the milk on the counter that has no impact on the story whatsoever. No, but I'm just like, was that an accident on Zach's part? Like, did he not mean to like, did he over jump and like slide a little like, did he make like the sudden acting choice to jump on the counter and, and Kenny was like, Ooh, we love that. Yeah. Yeah. We're keeping that take in. Yeah. <laughs> it's all possible and jack has a very poignant line about you know if, if you all stick together this summer i'm looking at back-to-back -back championships next fall uh so there's two things to unpack there the first is the less serious one next fall since yeah. when is basketball a fall sport <laughs> also they clearly won in the winter time yes <laughs> hence the winter musicale and they just and got back from like christmas break <laughs> and the, the the earlier part of Jack Bolton's quote is about sticking together this summer, uh, which is clearly a theme foreshadowed in the movie. Because <laughs> that hasn't been mentioned already by anyone, how they need to yeah, stay together all summer. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of like Chad and Troy getting into an argument while like on summer vacation 
where like basketball is like six months away and Chad's be like, yeah, the team's gonna gonna lose because of you. It's like, dude, we're literally in the middle of a golf course right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a little the overemphasis here on <laughs> on team. Cause in a normal high school, like, yeah, you're friendly with your teammates, but you're not maybe maybe some people are hanging out all the time and practicing year round with other teammates, but like you're not training seven months in advance. Well, that's the thing. You don't want to become best friends with your teammates because then if any little thing happens, then everything falls apart. Yeah. Can you be a good leader when you're best friends with members of the team? Like that's always a that's even like a an adult thing to consider. Like, are they trying to teach young children leaders can't have friends? I mean, I just think it's like you shouldn't boil like boil your whole life to be based around like the same people that you work with because then you have no separation from those things yeah (laughs) um i was thinking about because previously on this podcast i I mentioned i made a reference to remember the titans and since then i watched the movie again how was it again there's it was great amazing the best movie ever yes correct answer (laughs) there's a scene where um (laughs) Gary Bertier and Julius Campbell are arguing at a football game on a Friday night mm-hmm. about how Gary didn't show up to play basketball with Julius the previous Sunday. It's like you had all five, week to fight about five, this. Five days had passed. <laughs> You've seen each other every day. We know you have practice every day. Unless they've just been silent treatment in each other the whole week. And like we're finally letting their emotions out during the game. Again, it's just like don't invest too much in like your your teammates because you don't want like drama to happen and then that affects the game. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it matters that hard. No, especially for High School Musical too, because as we've stated, the stakes are real low if they get into a fight right now. <laughs> <laughs> and they they've have also been seven best months to since work pre-K, it out. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is a bit silly. Friendships will be tested. And also, like, Jack saying in the last movie, like, maybe they're not your friends if they don't support you wholeheartedly. Like, they proved to support them, but that advice is still on the table. They're they're growing up and evolving into people, like... We're also talking about a conflict that has not even occurred yet. <laughs> it's just been foreshadowed. Indeed. <laughs> So we'll have to wait and see what the actual conflict is. So when Michael Bolton yells about back-to-back championships, there's a song about that. There's a Michael Bolton song about that, right? I think it's a co-op with Lonely Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the classic Lonely Island Michael Bolton duet about High School Musical. Yeah. That's that's not something that wouldn't have happened in the mid-2000s. No, I could buy that. Um, Don't look that anyway. up. Just take our word for it. It really happened. <laughs> anyway, Jack Bolton starts dribbling in the kitchen. And Mrs. And they, Bolton they, walks in and is like, no. Oh, boy. Not my kitchen. Not my house. <laughs> if what I think's happening right now is happening. It better, it better not, not be. be. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Mrs. Bolton interrupts the frivolity and excitement that Jack just slightly raised by mentioning back-to-back championships. Like, again, seven months down the way, 
isn't that a little preemptive, Jack? She's carrying a grocery bag with a with a big piece of lettuce hanging out, or not, no, like a celery with like the big leafy yeah. part hanging out, so that we know it's groceries and not um, alcohol that she got from the package store. Yeah. But just to reintroduce Mrs. Bolton, because this is our first time seeing her in this movie, it is the return of Mrs. Bolton from the last movie, so they did keep the same mother. Honestly, who would have noticed she was in one scene? (laughs) Well, yeah, no, that's happened before in other DCOMs. That's why I said she did return. So it is Leslie Wing again, um, who was also in the return to Halloween Town, the fourth Halloween Town movie. So when I was looking her up this time, I noticed that. Is that the one that they recast the main character of Halloween Town for? Wow. Just just because it was a similar conversation. Yeah. And um, in the move in the credits, she's uh, Leslie Wing Pomeroy, but just her IMDb page is Leslie Wing. Yeah. Classic Actors Guild name. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is she has a lot of credits before and she was just Leslie Wing. And it's really just for the Disney Channel original movie stuff she did, which is just the four. So it's Return to Halloween Town and then the three High School Musical movies that she's Leslie Wing Pomeroy. I don't know. Maybe this wasn't guild work. Maybe Disney was forcing them to act outside the union. I wouldn't put Um. anything past Disney. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, so she says, hey, how about we take all this We redirect this energy. Into carrying in the groceries. Which, like, fair. Yes, Mrs. Bolton. Including Jack. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. And Jack, Jack hands her the basketball as if that was going to help. I don't know. (laughs) Well, no, I think he gave it to her. Like, you know how when you like get in trouble or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you hand whatever object you were getting in trouble to the person that's like, all right, give me the toy. Yeah. You lose. You lost your privileges to play with your your ball today. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else about the Bolton household? Uh, Yeah. Did you notice what Mrs. Bolton did with the basketball after Jack handed it to her? No. (laughs) Did she put it in the grocery bag? No, no. Even worse. Even worse. She punted it across her kitchen. Okay. That, that, not quite so bad. She, um, she, she hucks it in the sink in the counter. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I did see that. Yep. Yep. That's not great. Would not recommend it. Where's the nearest receptacle that's roughly basketball sized? Oh, Oh, the the sink. sink. Perfect. (laughs) Would have been funnier if she threw it in the trash. Like (laughs) the little foot pedal that opens the trash (laughs) and you throw the ball in. (laughs) That would have been awesome. So she doesn't like the basketball, but not enough to throw it away. And what you do is you what you do is you get like a like a trash can shot of like as the ball goes into the trash, you like zoom into the trash bin. And then you smash cut to Sharpay's face. Because <laughs> she's trash. Uh, that was. Well, the convertible she's driving is trash. Yeah. Okay. So let's switch over to the, the second half of the minute, which is Sharpay and Ryan sitting in um, Sharpay's cool car. Ugly Ford convertible. <laughs> yeah. So what is this? Uh, what kind of car is this? It's not a Mustang, but yeah, it was kind of like a Challenger. I, yeah, no, I was. Tell. No, I definitely thought it was a Challenger at first too. 
But the fun thing is the brand type is covered up by Sharpay's initials. Yeah, I suppose we like could have looked this up, but I, I didn't feel like it. I mean, Mustangs are their most common convertibles. So it probably is a form because it honestly looked a little like the GT, like where the GT would be in the back of the medallion, where the, yeah, where the SE like a, is. It's like it got a big circular logo that's... It's definitely I, I, Mustang, like relevant, like it's adjacent. Yeah. But the steering wheels symbol has been changed. It's got this awful custom paint job. It's so big and bulky too. Like It doesn't look like a Mustang. Yeah, regardless of the pink, which is like a choice, but not not necessarily ugly. It's just kind of weird in the color palette of like the desert that they're in. The just the like the bulkiness and the blockiness of the car does. It's not sleek. It's it's like this weird like it's kind of from the time when like Hummers were big. Yeah. So it's like what if what if that we took this like cool car, but it was like thick. Yeah, it definitely doesn't look like a conventional Mustang of the time because it is so blocky and stuff, but it is definitely like Mustang adjacent. Uh, while they're driving, there's so this DJ on the radio. We didn't find the name of the DJ. No, I couldn't uh, find like that anywhere. Actor. But he's saying something about like, well, it's summer, and if you got a convertible, put that top down, feel the fresh air, and drive around. Enjoy the Albuquerque scorching weather. Like... That's not safe. <laughs> like, if you think about this practically, summertime in Albuquerque is like minimum, minimum 90 degrees. That's like a cool day. Often yeah, but... you're looking at like 110. But we've driven around in a convertible when it's really hot out and it's still hot air blowing in your face. Yeah. I mean, if you're driving through the if you're driving through the desert and there's like no one around and you're, you're not stopping at like traffic lights or something like it could be nice. But they're not driving particularly fast. <laughs> no. Like, Sharpay is not the most confident driver. Or you would expect her to be more flashy in her driving. She's a very yeah. safe driver. Well, it's not a car commercial where they're like, this road was cleared of all other drivers so we could drive beyond the speed limit and, and like take these crazy turns, which is usually on the bottom of the screen, not something they actually say out loud. But... Yeah, it's not like a car commercial where you're seeing the car like whip around corners so you can see like its maximum efficiency of stuff, car terminology, you know. Yeah. Torque. <laughs> oh, Tyler. So Sharpay's got a, a big SE on the on the hood of the car too. I think that's the ugliest thing is Yeah. Don't like you could paint your car a color, but don't put like weird logos on it. Unless it's like a van and you hand painted it, and then that's a that's like a, a common trope. Well, yeah, or I mean, I get, and then I guess the other option culturally is like culturally is if you have like the whole thing is decked out with like paint of like I was gonna say like characters or like some sort of artistic design that is like that covers the whole car of like bright colors. People do that. In, like, San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, it's like the old style of NASCAR before most of their cars were covered in advertisements when it was, like, kind of just the number on the front. Because that's where it is, and it's about the size of, like, a NASCAR number. It's big. <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, it's white on pink, so it doesn't look good. Yeah. It's supposed to be, like, this cool montage of, like, Sharpay and Ryan, they're so rich, they drive this fancy car, 
and they're driving through these beautiful locales. Oh, where are they going? Oh, to the, the country club that their parents own. Yeah, and while they're driving around, it, it's very much like a youth summer kind of message. Like, oh, it's two teens driving with the top down with the radio blaring, <laughs> two enjoying siblings. the summer. They're siblings. Yeah, but can I just talk about the song that's on the radio really quick? Yeah, I didn't recognize it, so I figured it was just a generic thing, but what is it? It is actually a song written and performed by Lucas Grabeel. Wow. So it's not on the soundtrack that you could purchase, like the the physical soundtrack, but it is credited, or it exists as an uncredited song, but is mentioned in the IMDb page. It's called You Got It, which makes sense because that's most of what you hear while it's performing and it was produced by nate bosley which is not one of the normal names for high school musical so this could have been one of his like solo efforts while ashley tisdale and vanessa hudgens and corbin blue were all trying to go with solo stuff he's like hey i want to put out a a song (laughs) hey his song was the one that ended up in the movie absolutely it definitely like matches the vibe. It very much reminds me of like '90s teen movies when you see people driving around and. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, it's nothing special, but it is a song written and performed by Lucas Grabeel. In in a in a non decom movie, it would be like a pop song that you recognize. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. They would have licensed like, um, 2007. What was a pop song in 2007? Like I kissed a girl or something. No, probably not that song, but like <laughs> on that idea. Yeah, a Katy Perry song sounds about right. She has songs about how summer's really hot. Yeah. Anyway, can I listen to this Lucas Grabeel song? Like, is it on YouTube? Like, uh, you know, I did not look into that. Let me. I mean, don't super worry about it. I'm not going to listen to it, but. <laughs> well, I just, I just discovered curious. there's also an NSYNC song called You Got It, but it's earlier. <laughs> It just, it would be interesting if it was like, this is a song that doesn't exist. It actually does exist. It's a single, I looked him up on Spotify. Uh, most of his like popular stuff is high school musical stuff. But his, his, one of his singles from 2007 is You Got It. He's just, he's got one EP and then a bunch of singles. So. Oh boy. So we, we see Sharpay and Ryan pull up to the gate of Lava Springs Country Club. The, we see the, the logo. Yeah, the L and S on the upper left and lower right corners, and then these kind of like sun illustrations on the upper right and lower left. It's it's a decent enough logo. Yeah, and while they're pulling in, there's this like weird copper sculpture in the middle of like the little carport at the front that you have to drive around. Yeah, classic classic hotel club fare. Yeah, definitely. And we know we pan down to Sharpay's license plate, and it is fabulous spelled wrong again. Whoa, I'm sensing a motif. Oh boy. I wonder if this word will come up anymore. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Well, that's really all I've got because they haven't gotten out of the car yet. Yeah, here in my car, as it were. I feel safest of all. Uh, so l- let's talk about where people can find us on the internet, Condra. People can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, email us your favorite favorite Lucas Grabeel song. Tell us. Share it. Let's get him trending again. 
gets up his monthly listener statistics on Spotify. Yeah, come on, guys. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician who composed our music, our theme music, the the composer was Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I've been Condra. And I have been Tyler. We'll see you next time for more of Sharpay and Ryan's fun adventure of walking into a hotel. You can bet on it. I guess it's not a hotel. It's a country club, whatever.